Whoa, just got dizzy there. <laughs> now I can see it. Now you're moving. <laughs> Made studio upgrades this week. I didn't. Uh, that's right. Yeah. I didn't take this into consideration. Okay. Uh, okay. Got it. Okay. All right. Now we're all set to go. <laughs> I'm ready when you are. All right. Cool. All right. All right, here we go. All right, this week from GNC Week in Review, powered by geeknewscentral.com. T-Mobile explains its outage. Verizon flexes with a 5G laptop, and AT&T announces layoffs. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week. And it's Friday, June 19th, 2020. My name is Kirk Corliss, along with... Scott Ertz. And this episode 62 of the GNC Week in, Review, Week in Review podcast, part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We are streaming live on Facebook.com slash GNC Week in Review. Also on YouTube at GNC Week in Review, so please be sure to say hello in chat or comment. Also be sure to subscribe, to, also be sure to like and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. If you miss a live video, that's okay, you can catch the replay later. If you are a new listener, please be sure to subscribe to podcasts where you can find in the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast app for Android, or on TuneIn, Spotify, or Spotify or Stitcher. If you have a comment, be it on social media or email, and it all can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. And there's a little bit, sorry about the little bit of late start because there were some technical issues and also my fault because I was doing, looking up uh, uh, news stories in the, in the, um, in the, um, in the lineup. So there's a little bit of light news, uh, <clears throat> a little bit of light news um, this week, but um Hopefully there'll be more news popping up. Apple WD, Apple WWC is coming up next week, yeah. so I'm interested to see, hear about that. Um, what else? What else is going on this week? Um, I think that's I it. Know. I think that's going to be the the big one because I suspect that we're going to see uh, talk of the transition of the MacBook from Intel to ARM. Right. Right. Which is a big deal. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm kind of I'm going to keep a close eye, and I think it's on the, it's on the twenty, it's on this upcoming Monday, right? Or Monday, I think I saw. Actually, no, actually, because I had it in the um, I did, when I did the show last week. Um, uh, I'll, have to, I'll find it later. But if it's on the back of the last week's episode, I have the uh, information all the um, in the show notes on that. So I think it's Monday or Tuesday. It's I think the twenty second. Yeah, it's Monday. I was wondering. Okay, cool. I was right. Okay, cool. All right. Nonetheless, we're going to jump in um, with the tech news um, from this week. Um, now, top story this week. Um, now, if you all know that this past Monday, um, T-Mobile's voice and text messaging service were all down all evening with the outage stretching for over 12 hours. Now, its president of technology, Neville Ray, has given some explanation of what happened and what the company says it's doing to keep it from happening again. He tweeted on Twitter, quote, I want to be fully transparent about what happened yesterday with our network. We did not meet our own bar for excellence. We have taken the necessary steps to avoid reoccurrence and truly apologize for any inconvenience we created. And there's a link um, to the uh, post on, on Twitter. 
Uh, apparently, contrary reports from other, from some Twitter accounts on or trending hashtags, the company didn't cite any DDoS attack or other nefarious behavior as a result or as a reason of the problem. Specifically, a fiber circuit owned by another provider somewhere in the southeastern United States failed, and their redundant features that were supposed to help manage the situation instead of create a traffic storm of their own of their own that overwhelmed the capacity of their network that handles voice over LTE voice over LTE calls. Uh-huh. And apparently the FCC is not too happy about it either. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Possibly because it it ended up cascading and it wasn't just T-Mobile that went down. Right. Everybody went down. Um, and then on top of it, Facebook Messenger was down for a while uh, and, and uh I read there were other services that were down. Uh, Twitch had outages, um, all because of this, uh, all, all because of this one backbone that, that uh, choked. So it was a domino effect. Yeah. That wow. So yeah, the so mobile calls tried to tried to uh, uh, move to other networks as as T-Mobile kept getting uh, dead circuit uh, messages. They try to run them onto other networks, and that overwhelmed the other networks. Okay. <laughs> so, so here uh, in Florida, um, Sprint wasn't able to make calls. Uh, I was trying to get a hold of my mother, and mm. so I tried to call from my Sprint phone to her T-Mobile phone, trying to figure out what was going on. And I right. got a, I got a dead circuit. Mm. And then I called from my AT&T phone to her mm. T-Mobile phone, and I got a. Uh, number can't be reached. <laughs> oh wow! So, so, so different errors. Right. Trying to do the same thing because AT and T was still up at the time, and mm. uh, Sprint had already started to uh, cascade fail. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, wow. Because I had Verizon, I have Verizon Wireless, and I had had no problems, and I've been noticing the um, a lot of the tweets. But when I saw, and I should have um, included apparently, uh, FCC Chairman of G Pi is not really thrilled. And supposedly there is a um, investigation about it, um, but it was. But it's very rare that, if I'm wrong, let me know. It's very rare that T-Mobile has any outages, especially at that grand scale, right? Yeah. Other than other than this kind of like everybody goes down, right? Because mm-hmm. there's there have been issues where all the networks where we've had big outages of everything, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of the only time. In reality, other than mm-hmm. other than the the Verizon network failing during the California fires, but that wasn't their fault. Right. Um, none of the networks really have this kind of massive news making outages, mm-hmm. um, unless all of them do. Right. Yeah, unless there's some big thing, and so in this case, for T-Mobile to have kind of started the cascade on the on the mobile networks is mm-hmm. very unusual. Yeah, and that was it was blown up. It was really blown up a lot on on Twitter, and um, and basically, they I saw on the tweet on Twitter from T-Mobile's corporate. You know, they're looking into it, and then they're looking into it, and then I saw the, the um, uh, I saw the you know in the story news <clears throat> on Twitter about from uh, the president mentioned this, and you know he's basically saying, look, you know, he's getting in front of you. He got in front of it. So mm-hmm. hopefully, which is good because some companies basically will have a boilerplate response, you know, and that'll be it. And that'll leave customers wondering, okay, well, 
I'm still not getting service. Still not getting service, and you're gonna hear like crickets in the background. So, but it got resolved. So everybody's everything's back to normal. So not, not I do, I do not know what my brother did, mm. but I do know that he took my mother's phone and did something. Um, I th- I think he said he was gonna do a PRL update. Um, okay. And after he was done with that, mm. uh, her phone worked. Hmm. Nobody else's was, but hers was. Hmm. Hmm. I do not know what he did, but my guess is since the towers didn't respond to the PRL update, it probably moved to AT&T. Hmm. Interesting. It probably just whoop, hop roamed over to, to an AT&T tower and said, I'll stay here until I hear from home base. Because <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he did it, her phone worked. Huh, no kidding. Yeah. And and I was thinking to myself, you know, with this kind of failure, I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to find out what he did because if I find out, I'll feel obligated to tell other people. <laughs> I don't blame you. And I right now, I want her phone to work. <laughs> and I don't want to overwhelm AT&T or right. wherever it went. I, well, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, I'm glad things got back to normal, and I think it. I think it came from what I saw late in the afternoon, or I'm sorry, late in the evening. Um, I think actually when I was prepping for Todd's show um, on Monday, I think it didn't go back on until um, like late after eight o'clock Eastern, I think something like that. So, um, but when I saw that, it was like, and it, and that grander scale was like was incredible. So, you know, so hopefully, it's pretty unusual. Yeah. Hopefully, well, things will, you know, knock on wood if things are back <laughs> back to normal. All right, next up in the news, um, Lenovo's first, and when I saw this, and, and I, I'm going to explain why in a, in a little bit, um, Lenovo's first 5G-capable PC is ready to ship. Um, this was announced back at CS in January. The 1400 Flex 5G is on Verizon's website right now, making the making it the first time a U.S. carrier is selling a laptop capable of tapping into 5G wireless networks. The 2-in-1 computer features a 14-inch full HD touchscreen display, weighs just under 3 pounds, and runs Windows 10 off of Qualcomm's um, 8CX computing platform with 8 gigs of RAM and 256 gigabytes of storage. As with other Lenovo PCs, the Flex 5G can use a traditional laptop or with the screen folder all the way to become a tablet. Other specs, um, 720p HD webcam with infrared for logging in through Windows Hello, two USB 3.1 Type-C ports, as well as a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. Lenovo claims, right? (laughs) Lenovo claims that the PC is capable of getting 24 hours of battery life on a single charge. Bluetooth um, 5.0 is available, but there's no no support for the new Wi-Fi, uh, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi 6 standard. Also, one-year subscription to Microsoft 365 Personal, which includes Microsoft Office and one terabyte of OneDrive cloud storage included with each Flex 5G purchase of either Lenovo.com or Verizon. A couple of things. I'm like, I saw this and I'm like, wow, multiple ports. And I think I saw there was an HDMI port, uh, HDMI port on this as well. Mm-hmm. I'm like, when I looked at this, I'm like, I, I'm surprised that, that the Lenovo came out with this. And on, second of all, this is like my laptop. This is a laptop that I would purchase. If I didn't get the lap, I mean, if I didn't get this Dell, my Dell XPS 13, I would have jumped on it. I mean, this is like golden, golden. And it's, well, it's 
So, so there's one important thing to note with this. Mm. Yes, almost everything here sounds great, mm-hmm. except uh-oh, there's a but. <laughs> it is not running uh, a standard X64 processor. It is running an ARM processor, which means it's running the Windows 10 on ARM, okay. which means if you're using Windows 10 apps, everything mm. will run beautifully. If, okay. you're, if you're running Win32 apps, standard desktop apps, they right. run in a uh, sandboxed emulator. Okay. Can, so can they you... run slow. <laughs> really? Uh, okay. That was, my, that was my question. So how does that... So the processor... Okay. Yeah. So, uh, okay. so okay. the the ARM processor... The, okay. So this is not the only computer of this concept. It is the first 5G uh, computer of this concept. It's the first mm-hmm. FCC approved 5G laptop. Period. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not just Lenovo's first. It is the first FCC approved. Okay. Um, which is important. Mm-hmm. So, so this is a consumer. I mean, it's a final product, but right. it is a consumer prototype. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is important to remember. Okay. You will be testing a 5G nope. laptop because it's the first one approved by the FCC. But okay. it's a, it's it's a pretty pretty generic concept, right? Mm-hmm. We know 5G and a Qualcomm chip is uh, pretty standard. If mm-hmm. if you've got an Android phone, you've probably, you know, if you've got a 5G Android phone, this is probably what you have. So right. it's not that big of a deal. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Windows 10 on ARM can be chunky. The mm-hmm. new, the original Edge browser is a Windows Store app. So mm-hmm. it runs fine. Mm-hmm. The new Chromium Edge now supports uh, Windows on ARM okay. natively. So your browsers are going to be native. Anything you, anything that's a UWP app out of the Windows 10, out of the Microsoft Store, mm-hmm. is going to run native for ARM. But if you're going to standard uh, uh, desktop apps, if you want to run something like Inkscape, if you want to run an Adobe suite product, mm-hmm. those are all going to run in a sandbox, and mm-hmm. they are chunky. Uh, Avram has done lots of tests on Windows 10 on ARM. Uh, I think he has had his hands on every laptop so far that has uh, run Win 10 on ARM. And uh, so, so would it be fair to say, and I was excited when I saw this, so is it fair to say that they should have basically bumped up the specs with that, or actually... If they bumped the specs, including the processor, that would have probably jacked the price, wouldn't it? Well, so there's there's a trade-off that has mm. to be made. If you mm-hmm. want the the what is called the always-on PC, which is mm-hmm. what this is, right? It's got cellular built in. It's got Wi-Fi built in. When you open it, it's ready to go. It's mm-hmm. getting notifications even when it's off. It mm-hmm. works like your cell phone does. Right, and right, right. it's got 24 hours of battery life, even while you're doing that. Mm. If you want all of that stuff, an Intel or an AMD processor is not going to get you there right now. Okay. They don't, they, they're not focused on that. They're focused on, on five, this. They're, right, they're focused, they're focused on, on a power computer, you know, doing, right. doing standard computing. Are right. AMD and Intel working on the concept? Mm. Yes. 
has Qualcomm gotten there first? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> because right. Qual- Qualcomm's got the radio built into their processors. Right. They've got Bluetooth, they've got 5G, they've got Wi-Fi built into their SOC, which Intel and AMD don't do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's how they're able to do all these features that the others don't. So mm-hmm. it all depends on what you're trying to do. You know, if you're if you're traveling, doing the uh, us right traveling to right. CES and writing and things like that, <laughs> and you're using Word, you're using a, a browser. Think you know you're traveling. You're using just the standard apps. You're fine. Right. This is not right. going to be a creative computer. Right. Um, this is not definitely not going to be a gaming computer. Um, oh, absolutely not. No. But even yeah. even like mid tier desktop apps are going to chunk. Mm. Um, even honestly, even Slack is going to chunk a little bit because because right. uh, Slack is a desktop app. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so you know there there's ups and downs. This is not for everybody. That's the important thing. This is a traveler's computer. So basically, from looks from looks of it, um, it would be when, when, <laughs> it's not a work related um, computing machine. So basically, in a sense, it's kind of like a like a Chromebook, basically, in a sense. Uh, it's it's a little more than a Chromebook, um, well, but not by too much. Right. Well, <laughs> because Chromebook it because it esque. can because it can run desktop apps. It doesn't do it great. Well, but it can do it, which the Chromebooks you know work within their ecosystem. With right. with this, you do have the entirety of the Windows history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you've got you know thirty years worth of windows apps that theoretically right. can run on this okay but... well, I wouldn't... <laughs> <laughs> well i wouldn't say chromebook chromebook ish but i'm mean like esque as far as like just it's very limited to what it can do and yeah. and i'm so and i think that and again i didn't even know that i'm thinking like you know there's other companies again dell and um asus or you know, or, um, but when I saw Lenovo, they're not really like, I mean, they're a, they're a big company, but I'm thinking that, you know, like, again, there's other companies that will have a lot of pull and will really, you know, put a lot of, uh, put a lot of um, better components in it. Yeah. Lenovo is, has two things going for it uh, that kind of led to them being the first ones there. Um, Lenovo is very focused on business. Mm. Um, they don't they don't do a whole lot of focusing on consumer stuff. They're definitely a business brand. Mm. So so this being kind of a business traveler's laptop, right, makes sense uh, for them. Plus, they're not afraid to do weird things. Mm. Lenovo still has the eraser head uh, mouse pointer. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Lenovo's not afraid to do weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, they released a Bluetooth uh, keyboard with the eraser head. <laughs> so, you know, as, Lenovo's not afraid to do weird things. Um, so that's probably why we saw this first in February. Right. right. I, know, I know that Dell has, uh, has one of these in the works as well. So, you mm-hmm. know. They're not the only ones, but they're okay. definitely the first. Well, that's I give them a lot of kudos because I mean I would love to. I mean, because I saw this, I'm looking at it, but then 
hindsight is 2020, you know, cause I'm like, um, but I'm thinking, man, if they put a little more, if they put a little more, uh, better processor, maybe, you know, I would, you know, I would pick one up, you know, if they were added more things to it and, you know, I would definitely, you know, see them, but I just didn't really, but I had, but I was kind of curious, you know, that this kind of made the news and, and, you know, and seeing that, uh, and Verizon, you know, is all in with it. So, you know, but of course with, with 5g, you know, it's, you know, 5g is very limited because it's only available in like, from what I understand about 10 states now. And, um, and New Jersey's not getting it yet. <laughs> I don't understand. I want to get it here. Uh, but you know, say love me. In fairness, I don't think it's 5g exclusive. I think it'll run on LTE as well. Yes, it will. Yeah, it will. So, it will run. Yeah, it'll run on. Um, yeah, it'll run on. Um, it'll it'll run if there's not if you're not on five G, in your in whatever state you live in in the U.S. Anyway, it'll it'll go to four uh, uh, G. So, but but I'm just kind of I like to see you know hopefully if like if Dell comes out with one and you say they are and it's in the works you know I'm definitely gonna like you know keep an eye on it and <laughs> save my pennies. <laughs> it's it's definitely an up and coming concept. We're gonna mm-hmm. see more. We're gonna see more of these. If uh, Computex hadn't been canceled, my guess is that Avram would have come back with photos of dozens of them mm-hmm. uh, from Computex this year. Uh, whatever the digital version of Computex is this year, right? Um, we will still see probably dozens. Of, I can't uh, of this concept. The, the always on is something that Microsoft and Qualcomm have worked very hard mm-hmm. to produce. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the, what is it? The HCX processor, which is what this thing runs on, right. um, is way better than anything else that, uh, Win 10 on ARM has ever run on. And, uh, we've heard good things about the performance mm-hmm. compared to, you know, the, the Samsung one to ones that we've seen in the past. So, it's definitely it's definitely a step up from the past and adding the 5G I think is really going to have a good target for certain certain demos. Okay. Cool. Well, I, I like to see I know hopefully when he comes on or go and reports on in Tom's guide I like, or yeah, Tom Tom's hardware I like to see what happens. And I'm interested in on what's coming out this year or you know next year kind of cool. All right, cool. All right, in next in the news, AT&T will lay off more than 3,400 technicians and clerical workers, along with managers and executives. This is from the uh, Communica- Communications Workers of America, which represents some employees. The company confirmed it would make cuts, but didn't specify the number of jobs. Uh, AT&T told Axios in a statement, quote, we'll be limiting more non-payroll more non-payroll workers, the vast majority of which are outside the United States, than we are managers or union-represented employees. It'll offer it'll offer laid-off workers severance pay and up to six months of her healthcare coverage. AT&T Watson closed more than 250 AT&T mobility and cricket wireless stores. Around 1,300 retail staff will be affected, but AT&T will offer most of those employees other roles within the company. Although AT&T had already earmarked those stores for closure, it said the coronavirus pandemic sped up the plans. Along with the, quote, an economic impact and change customer behaviors caused by the spread of COVID-19, the layoffs are part of a strategic shift. The company told Business Insider is looking to focus on parts of its business that are growing and, quote, address lower customer demand for some legacy products. 
I, I, I know there's a lot of companies that that um, businesses are shuttering due to COVID-19. But I think that a lot of companies um, are now shifting towards, they're not going to, they all want to use, use apps. Um, they don't want to go to, they want to go purchase things on, um, and we'll talk about this in a second, on Amazon. So I don't, I mean, sort of kind of taking like from, maybe it's me, but COVID-19 is, is impacting a lot of people, but I also AT&T, I think, is looking at ways where they're going to try to streamline their business in the long run. Yeah, for sure. There, so there's a couple of things all going on here. Um, AT&T as a company has taken on a lot of debt in the last 18 months mm-hmm. um, with the purchase of Warner Media. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? Two, I guess a little more than 18 months. Is, what was it? Two and a half years ago, they bought DirecTV. Right. Um, you know, they... They've taken on a ton of debt, and uh, some parts of the business are doing better than others. Mm-hmm. They also ended up um, purchasing the uh, the franchising uh, agreements for a number of retail stores. Um, so that ended up with formerly authorized retailers becoming corporate stores, and then now you've got you know, two stores within shouting distance of each other. And that's, mm-hmm. that's silly. We're going to see something similar. T-Mobile is going to make uh, a similar announcement mm-hmm. uh, here soon. Now that they've got all the Sprint stores too. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see a similar announcement on the retail side from T-Mobile probably in the next four to six weeks is my guess. But mm-hmm. um, they've got a lot of debt and they've mm-hmm. got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you right. know, some sometimes... You know, they've, they've made a lot of purchases. Um, you know, they, they never really reconciled the redundancies with uh, when they purchased Cricket compared to AO Wireless, which was their in-house uh, prepaid company. And when they merged those, they didn't really reconcile the redundancies real well. So I, I think now that there's all this debt and they've had downtime mm-hmm. for for the executives i think they've looked and gone all right so yeah we've got these we've got these cricket stores that are way too close together because one mm-hmm. used to be an ao and one used to be a cricket let's get rid of them mm-hmm. we bought we bought some of the franchisees out so now we've got these at&t stores that are too close together let's get rid mm-hmm. of them um you know we've got executives that use and management that were with AO and we've got executives and management management that were with cricket, both kind of overseeing a similar area. Mm. Well, that's redundant. Let's, you know, let's deal with that. I think that's where they are right now, mm. but most of this is in response to the debt of Warner media is my guess. Yeah. That's and I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about that too. And also it's They've also got a new CEO. Exactly. Exactly. And he's making he's making an obscene amount of money as well. Which and he's, and he's out of he's from the Warner side of things, yeah. not from the telecom side of things. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna start running ATT the way a media company runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which which has to be streamlined because you know uh television it has about an eight percent profit margin on it. Mm. <laughs> it's way less than the, the like twenty-two percent profit margin of telecom mm. used to be. 
<laughs> so, you know, I think he's he's going to start running the company like like a media company, which right. from, from the bottom line perspective, I think will be good. We'll just have to see what it means for yeah. like, customer service and things. And meanwhile, HBO Max is still not on Roku or Amazon Prime TV. <laughs> Indeed. And, uh, <laughs> and both of them seem to blame the other. So mm. that's fun. I saw right. press releases from from Roku, I think, and AT&T both blaming the other one. Oh, boy. And speaking of Roku, we're gonna, there's a new, in, the, in the news later on a little bit. <laughs> it gets better and better. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool all right and next up in the news um amazon which is currently being sued for allegedly failing to protect workers from covid19 has unveiled a new ai tool that says will help employees follow social distancing rules the company's quote distance assistant combines a tv screen depth sensors and ai enabled camera to track employees movements and give them feedback in real time when workers come closer than six feet to one another, circles around their feet flash red on TV, indicating to employees they, are, they should move to a safe distance apart. The devices are self-contained, meaning they can be deployed quickly when needed and moved about. Amazon compares the system to radar speed, or che- radar speed checks, <laughs> which gives drivers instant feedback when they're driving. Okay. The assistants have been tested at a, quote, handful, handful of companies' buildings. Um, this is from Brad Porter. He's the vice president of Amazon Robotics, um, who mentioned this in a blog post, and also says the firm plans to roll out hundreds more to, hundreds more to new locations in the coming weeks. Importantly, uh, Amazon also says it'll be open sourcing technology, allowing other companies to quickly replicate and deploy these devices in a range of locations. Um, <laughs> my whole concern is, um, I guess common sense is when you're for six feet apart, do you really need <laughs> someone to track you <laughs> to do that? <laughs> Do I know, based on the details of this lawsuit, um, the the complainants have certainly suggested that they are the the people who filed the suit kind of suggest that they're not smart enough to do it themselves, mm. which is a fascinating claim about yourself. Mm. Um, they, they they've put all the onus on Amazon. Uh, for them being too close to each other, which to me is bonkers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, right. that's just silly. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm not the one filing the suit. I'm not the one being sued. I <laughs> right. And I'm looking and I'm showing, I'm showing the, uh, this is from the verge. And this is, um, and this is the, uh, if you're watching the video right now on the, um, on the live stream, I just, I, I mean, <laughs> sorry, I, I totally felt like that noise was appropriate. <laughs> I mean, I, I just like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I honestly, I, I mean, common sense tells you, I mean, also too, is that I, again, it's common sense, you know, if you're, if you're six feet apart, you know, and, you know, and I'm going to play the, well, there's a video here. I'm going to play the, I'm not going to put the audio on, um, but, um, but look at this. I mean, would you want to stand? 
stand like watching people you know i was like you put your throat but put your hands up you know like well okay <laughs> you know what i mean i mean it's like <laughs> okay so there's a lot of bonkers tech that has come out of this right uh and this is just one of many <laughs> bonkers things to come out of this um and and I can say that with confidence because right. I know what what my company is doing <laughs> in the space, which is also a little bonkers. Okay. Um, but it's also some of this stuff is also required by states. You know, I know that the the stuff that my company's been involved in, I haven't been. Um, mm. but I know the stuff that the company I work for has been involved in is because of a state requirement for one of the big companies here in Florida before they could reopen, they had to have this stuff all over their properties. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, it, it's weird. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot of strange tech. I find two things about this one really interesting. Mm. The first is that Amazon is going to open source the tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second is that it requires no network connection. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred percent standalone, which mm-hmm. means that it's not storing any data anywhere. Right. Which right. is super important. Right. Because I can I can tell you not all of the technology is that way. Some of it is storing creepy amounts mm-hmm. of data, some to the point where people don't want to return to work because of how much data is being stored. Right. Uh, by their companies i'm in that boat i i'm not interested in Mm -hmm. this weird big brother tech that's totally going up everywhere so the fact that amazon is kind of known for big brother tech Mm -hmm. uh, to Mm -hmm. build this that is absolutely not Mm. is fascinating yeah yeah and i saw yeah it was also reported that um the it's it um it's not storing any data about uh, any workers' movements. Um, the uh, the Verge from, that did the, the report of the story um, confirmed if there's any information that's going to be retained. And as of um, as of this evening, uh, this up, this recording of this episode, there wasn't any new uh, new update. So I saw this. I, I was like, I when I saw this. I mean, it's good to have well, my company. I'm still working from home, so we don't know. Like, but I know that there is um, there is guidelines that's going to be placed in different in various offices and a lot there's a lot of um policies but as far as my off my building you know i've been I've been there since middle of march so we don't know what's going on yet but personally it feels it's good it's good to have that to be i guess to have the safety but it's kind of like the creepy factor to have that camera watch me you know going I don't know. That's the creepy factor a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm also not a big fan of the temperature cameras. Right. Right. Don't like that because that doesn't help for nothing. Mm-mm. That is a that is a false piece of data. Mm-hmm. Somebody can have a have a heightened temperature unrelated. Mm-hmm. Somebody can be contagious and not have a fever. It right. is a false and worthless piece of data. And mm. That bothers me to no end. The idea, and okay, so the six foot thing is also is also nonsense. Uh, mm-hmm. The 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 uh, 
studies on how far um, uh, bacteria can travel in a in a cough mm-hmm. is about twenty two feet. <laughs> so the six foot separation thing is a made up number, right? Because because even talking, standing six feet apart and talking to each other, mm-hmm. it's nine feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but you know, if if you're in one of those places um, where where this stuff is 100 percent mandatory, having mm-hmm. uh, uh, California right is a great example mm-hmm. uh, because uh, Tesla threatened to sue to to reopen their plant. Right, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, they're required by law to maintain the distance. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, every little bit you can have to, to encourage compliance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If something like it's a TV and probably a raspberry Pi, mm-hmm. that's my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, what, what's the cost on that? You know, you can get a, a 32 inch TV for what, 119 bucks and you mm-hmm. can get a raspberry Pi for uh 25 so if if you're if you do that oh and you've got to have the camera so i think the raspberry pi cameras start at ten dollars so you know for 150 bucks you can add a level of compliance to keep the state off your back Mm -hmm. possibly worth it (laughs) it it may just be a feel-good thing here you know but but if it keeps the state off your back win yeah, that's true. And it's, and it's open source, right? Which, which means you you're not paying on top of it for software and services and stuff like that. Your mm-hmm. your employees don't have to feel creeped out by it trying to store data on them. Uh, you know, I is it silly? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it the best case scenario for dealing with the silly? Probably. Yeah, and I and I and I think that there, it's like and I like you said, it's more it's big brother tech, but. You know, but I think that I I think, again, for me, it's a little bit it's going to help in some way. Great. But but the whole thing about the the privacy, you know, and where my data and like where your data is going. There's that there's that little bit of a. um, Yeah. But since this is all standalone, I'm not I'm I'm way more comfortable on this one than I would be on something else. Good point. Yeah, I, I see that. I see that. I, I, I see that. So hopefully, well, again, like I said, common sense. If I'm, I'm if I'm going to be like six feet away, make sure I should get a, get like a uh, measuring tape. <laughs> the guy that has the pool noodles that he wears on his hat. <laughs> right. That was right. my favorite. <laughs> yep. Yep. So that I think I should wear. I should use one from now on. Thank you for Big hula hoop, hatch or suspenders, right. like a like a clown costume. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be awesome. Just imagine seeing. Oh, I think that'd be great. Or like, and just have those big those big paddle those big paddle shoes, <laughs> or the clown clown shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> All right, very good. All right, I'm um, speaking of the um, the pandemic and a lot of people are working from home and using um, internet. Um, Comcast is making its public Wi-Fi hotspots 
blah, blah. public Wi-Fi hotspots free to anyone remainder of 2020. Oh. In March, Comcast made its 1.5 million public hotspots free to all, even non-Xfinity internet subscribers. The offer was set to expire after 60 days, but now the hotspots remain free for another six months. Dana Strong, president of Xfinity, Consumer Services says in a statement, quote, we saw a huge jump in usage after we opened up our public hotspots and we're excited to keep them open through the end of the year as the nation begins taking steps to reopen. According to Comcast, um, hundreds of thousands of non-experimental customers have taken advantage of their free hotspots. Last month, Senators Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, and Ryan Ron Wyden urged Comcast to make all of its Wi-Fi hotspots, including Xfinity customers, routers, open to students who don't have access at home. So um, I think this is great. Um, and also they um, they also, Comcast also offering its internet, internet essential program free for new users for 60 days, but also sex for expire. Um, they shared uh, that it will continue to provide 60 days of free service to new essential, to new internet essential customers for the end of the year. So I think that's that's awesome on Comcast's part. This, um... I'm sorry. They won't. I I want to I want to read this again. <laughs> Last month, Senators Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, and Ron Wyden urged Comcast to make all of its Wi-Fi hotspots, including. Xfinity customers routers mm -hmm. open to students who don't have internet access. Mm -hmm. So they they would want my internet to be accessible to others. And they're no. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's when people get on and start doing illegal things and it all tracks back to me. Mm. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Am I okay with the public hotspots being available to anybody anytime? Sure. Yeah. Don't care. Because right. that all tracks back to them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but as soon as something can track back to me right. and affect oh, okay. and could okay. affect my internet speed, somebody's gonna it. jump on and start some student is gonna jump onto my Wi-Fi and uh, start torrenting and now I can't do the show because my bandwidth has gone <laughs> to crap. Absolutely not. You know what? That reminds me. And I, when, I, when you said that, when you said that, because there was a story that I had, I think that I, um, I had to kill it because it was long, but it was in, um, I don't know if you saw this on the news, um, where you're at. Um, it was, in, I think, was it in, I can't remember what town it was. It was a Cox, Cox customer who spent like X amount of dollars for unlimited data. Okay. He got, and what happened was apparently he spent extra he spent more than the the the, um, the data cap and what happened was not only did his service got throttled his entire neighborhood got throttled the entire neighborhood oof the entire neighborhood but he said but cox basically said in a statement you know well he violated terms of service and blah 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 blah, blah. but he clearly said that um, uh, he clearly said that I'm spending more for extra unlimited data or the hot or the, um, the, I think it was a gig he got one gig or more. Yeah, it was one gig. And I'm like, he thought not only again, not throttled his Cox throttled his, but the entire neighborhood, the entire neighborhood. So I can see, you know, where we're coming from on, on that. 
and people wonder why Cox is in trouble. <laughs> right. Why are they the next uh, acquisition target? Mm. That's why. They mm-hmm. can't run their own business. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I... Yeah, I think it was... Um, yeah. It throttled the whole neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Him... <laughs> Can they not target his modem specifically? That they have to go to the to the switch. Um, from what? <laughs> yeah, from what I saw, I wish I oh, I wish I saved it. I was gonna I was gonna put it in the um, I think it was on last week. Where it was so long, and we've been we've been on the on this one top on this one news story for <laughs> until like until for hours. But yeah, basically he they um he con- he reached out to Ars Technica. Um, sent an email explicitly and showed all the emails about the about it and everything. And basically, he paid for the gig of service, the extra data cap, extra data or something. I can't remember the whole thing. But then he he went he went over his data cap. He sent they sent warnings to him, numerous warnings saying if you don't do if you don't stop, we're going to throttle you. He throttled they throttled his service and throttled the entire neighborhood around him, which like. I was like, wow, that's that takes balls. <laughs> that took balls. That took balls. I, I have to I wish I can I wish I had that saved. Oh he was paying a hundred and fifty dollars a month mm-hmm. for the gigabit speed and right. unlimited bandwidth. Mm-hmm. He uses eight to twelve terabytes of data per month, mm-hmm. which, honest to God, I'll do that this weekend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mike is offering his activity between one a.m. and eight a.m. So he's actually gone out of his way to make sure that his usage is during downtimes. Okay, you're looking. Yeah, this is Gainesville, Florida. That's that's the one. Yeah, that's the guy. So, so he's gone out of his way to make sure that his usage is not affecting anybody else. He's doing it between mm-hmm. 1 a.m. and 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. when local traffic would be at its lowest. Right. Wow. Yeah. And so their result was to take down the neighborhood. Yep. 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 Wow. Yep. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I put that in, but it was so long. It was so long, and it was it would have been we we went on this. It was this was all reported um, three two three weeks ago. Yeah, on the ninth. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. So I was gonna um, put it in, but it was so long, and I didn't. Um, yeah, I was gonna, but I yeah. But when I, when I saw that, when I look, when you told, I'm like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> they took. Uh... They took the 35 megabit connection speed and cut it to 10. Mm-hmm. That is a huge throttle. That is non-trivial. That is huge. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they're supposed to be on gigabit. Right. right. Oh, Cox is probably on copper. So it's gig down 35 up. Mm. Okay. So it's the up that they throttled. Mm. But still, <laughs> that's that's huge. I, it would mess us up. Right. Yeah. My, my show on Sunday, my up is uh, uh, on average, on average, it mm. spikes up and down 
but just the video is eight and a half. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have a 10 meg up. <laughs> oh, no, that'd be crazy. I mean, that's that's what we what they tried to make us do at CES this year. We had to go <laughs> right? down, to, down to a single stream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, God for, Thank God for restraining services, but still. Still, yeah, you're right. Dumb. <laughs> right. All right. Moving right along. Speaking of Amazon, we talked about earlier, Quibi, um, which I still don't understand who watches Quibi. Um, it's, <laughs> they're in talks Gen, with bro- <laughs> Gen Z. <laughs> right. Gen, right. It's intended for Gen Z. Uh, um, Even though all the content is targeted at millennials, the, the right. target demo of the service is definitely Gen Z. Well, I'm not. I'm not neither. So, <laughs> honest, honest to God, the only thing that, that made me go maybe is uh, Reno 911. <laughs> right, it's just one show. Yep, um, right. Um, so they're in talks with Roku and Amazon to develop apps for both companies' popular devices that stream on TVs. This is according to Variety, reported late Tuesday. Um, Kubi has been struggling to sign up as many members as projected, has been widening device support beyond mobile devices to include TVs. Um, and you mentioned this, and I, and I, you know, Roku and Amazon Fire TV together represents about 70% of the streaming TV service in the country. And news that talks with Roku and Amazon follows Quibi's app updates along allowing its mobile apps to cast video from phones and televisions via Apple TVs last month and via a Google Chromecast devices earlier this month. Um, Amazon and Roku declined to comment. Quibi, Quibi didn't respond to his messaging comment. And this goes back to what I said before. <laughs> Break HBO Max. <laughs> Who watches Quibi? Besides millennials and and Gen Z, I don't. Do you watch Quibi? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I. I have. I have weird feelings about Quibi. Um, the the CEO is somebody I have a very high level of respect for. Um. She's possibly one of the best female CEOs in the tech industry of all time. She headed up eBay. She headed up uh, HP. She's a very talented leader, Mm. which makes me want to like the company. Mm -hmm. They've got Reno 911, which Mm -hmm. makes me want to like the company. Mm -hmm. They were supposed to be on our show during CES and never showed up. Which oh, makes no. me not like the company. <laughs> I always get mad at companies that just don't show up. Send me an email. Let me know you're not coming. Call me. We gave everybody a phone number. Call me. Say, hey, sorry, we can't come. Right. Uh, they also sent a cease and desist letter to a fan service podcast. Hmm. That was basically hyping the service. Hmm. They sent a cease and desist. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make me happy. So mm-hmm. you know, I've I've got these ups and downs. Um, the general content ooh, does not interest me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I see where it is. I understand the ten minute or less concept. They're going after the Snapchat, uh, the Snapchat show audience. I get it. I'm not that audience. I don't get Snapchat. I 
Mm-hmm. I didn't understand Vine. I don't understand. I, yes, is it impressive that somebody can tell a story in six seconds? Yeah. Right. Do I? No. Right. <laughs> um. So you know, I'm I'm really up and down on the concept. Um, I want it to be a success for Meg. Mm. Other than that, I don't really care. Meg Griffin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. Uh, Meg Whitman. I'm Meg Whitman. I'm sorry. Meg Griffin is. Uh, Sorry. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Meg Whitman. Uh, I, I, honest to God, I only want good things for anything she's involved in. <laughs> I have such respect for her, um, but I can't be part of that success this time. I, I was, I, I used eBay when she was there. I have a ton of HP monitors. I'm usually fine to support the things she's involved in, but I do not get this one. Yeah, and they only had, from what I saw last, um, I think their last report or earnings, I think, was they only have 5 million subscribers. And I'm thinking this this thing's going to go like, this thing's going to go like go 90. (laughs) They they have 5 million subscribers? I think that they... Oh, the team... The T-Mobile partnership helped with that. Uh, that would ex- that would explain it. But That's why think, it's so high. They yeah. have. I don't remember the details. Of it were, the details of it were weird, but there was a there was they made some big announcement that that ah, something special about I don't know something special about um about T-Mobile customers. Mm-hmm. They got it first, and they got a premium subscription for a period of time, or something like that. Instead of the seven or fourteen day trial, they got like ninety days as part of the T-Mobile Tuesdays or whatever it was. the The details are fuzzy because it was months yeah. ago. But they, yeah, they said they have okay. They have um, they have three point five million app downloads and one point three million active users. Okay, so one point one point three is still higher than I would have expected. Right. At this point, um, but uh, that's it's understandable based on the amount of marketing that they did. Mm-hmm. I can see that, and I can also see that they've got three times as many downloads as they have active users. Right. Yeah, but uh, I but honestly, though, it's like if they're trying to they're they're trying to get on to um, they're trying to get into Roku and. You know, and it's like good gravy. I mean, honestly, <laughs> they want like they, I'm pretty sure that Roku and Amazon wants to see big, big numbers, and they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna touch them. I don't think. I really don't. The numbers don't don't justify it. If they had like a lot of subscribers and and what have you, then maybe. But maybe. But something tells me they're gonna like. They're not gonna. But like I said, I guarantee you, mark my word, mark my words. <laughs> it's like, but, a... <laughs> but TPN has a Roku channel. That's the thing. Yes. Right. It's right. not hard right. to do. That's why. Mm. <laughs> I don't want you to get started. <laughs> I just, just because I second guessed myself, I'm literally on the Roku developer page right now. Mm-hmm. Because I had second guessed myself that it was possible to develop for the platform. 
mm-hmm. because of how many dumb statements we've heard in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm right. Anybody can develop for it. You don't need a relationship with the company. Mm. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I might, just because I think it's yeah. funny, I might put together a, a, an app for for myself and for us. <laughs> yeah, why not? Just to, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll put together a new version of the TPN app since uh, the old one doesn't work anymore. Right. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I mean, hell. I mean, if uh, then maybe you know, uh, <laughs> maybe we can go. <laughs> maybe maybe we can get on Quibi as like you know as a short, <laughs> uh, short like uh, three minute. Uh... <laughs> It would be pretty funny if uh, if we were able to get our app from uh, from us joking about it right now to being published right. in the time that they're talking about talking about it. Right. <laughs> since I don't, awesome. Since, since I don't have a show this weekend, I might have a project. All right. There you go. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Very good. All right. In other speaking of other video news, um, over on and we're going to get this screen up. There we go. Okay, over on CNET.com. Uh, over on what's going to come to Hulu, July twenty, July twenty twenty, um, July first. There's a lot here. Um, uh, BBQ rig race. Okay. <laughs> Um, man versus master shark week 2018 shark week 2019 which list are we looking at right this second i'm sorry hulu hulu okay hulu yeah sorry (laughs) no that's okay because uh because i've got a new stupid favorite show on netflix oh great (laughs) you gotta tell me this you gotta tell me that in 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 a few minutes Get um because um um uh die hard four and I hear the puppy and I got a story about the puppy in a second a little bit in, in the and finally um uh block um all right so there's a Sorry, lot here that's the spider hole oh okay <laughs> I do all need right. to know what that is but not right this second. Okay, good. We'll, we'll we'll talk off here. <laughs> All right, I have a link up in the show notes. Um, everything coming up in uh, Hulu for July 2020. Um, also on CNET.com, Disney Plus in July. Every uh, new movie and TV show coming this month. Um, there's um, the Mighty Ducks, Hamilton, um. July 17th, um, the Masketeers at Walt Disney World. There's a lot here. Um, July 31st, um, there's a lot as well. So I will link up in the show notes as well. And what's going on with Netflix? I got to hear this. Stupid new show uh, premiered this morning, I think, uh, which would mean probably 3 or 5 a.m. this morning. Mm. It was 5, Netflix is 3. So at mm. 3 o'clock this morning, uh, they published this dumb show. It's called Floor is Lava. <laughs> and I swear to God, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen, and I cannot stop watching it. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to I got to wait. 
they have these these rooms that they've built and then uh with weird obstacles and then they just flood the room with red water that is warm just to just to be annoying uh and uh you got to get from the entrance to the exit without without falling in the lava it's 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 so dumb and i cannot (laughs) stop watching it it's called what again lava floor is lava just like the game that that everybody played when they were little okay you had to, had okay to, like you couldn't touch the floor because the floor is lava. oh yeah 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 yeah. and you had to like go across the couch and jump to the chair and okay. it's exactly the same thing but on a on a big budget <laughs> holy, it, holy is, smokes. it is so stupid and i love it <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna put this on my uh, my list Teams compete to navigate rooms flooded with lava by leaping from chairs, hanging from curtains, and swinging from chandeliers. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It is. Honest to God, it is so dumb. And I love it. I, oh, my God. I am almost done with the series, and it launched at 3 a.m. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I got to get out. Oh, I wish I had that. Uh, the oh man, I probably didn't want to. So we should do like in future, you know, what we should do in in the um, uh, future episodes. I think a good idea, you know, for and if you know the listeners and and or viewers have any suggestions on their favorite shows to watch on Hulu or Netflix or um, Amazon Prime, you know, you know, uh, head on over to Twitter or GNCWeekly.com forward slash collect connect. Let us know about it. So. Maybe we can include that in um, future episodes. So I gotta put this, I'm putting this on my my list right now as we speak. <laughs> I, my Netflix library is like is like is like stacked. So this is another one I have to catch up on. So I'll definitely check it out. All right, all right. Now, if you did not know already about Joe Rogan signing a deal with Spotify with his podcast, the Joe Rogan Experience, and it'll be on that platform later this year, and it's worth more than one hundred million dollars. The Wall Street Journal report on Wednesday that Kim Kardashian West entered a deal with Spotify to produce and host a new exclusive podcast. Um, it's, it's unclear what the financial te- financial terms of the deal is. The excuse me, the podcast, which will be distributed under the podcast network Spotify acquired last year, will spotlight both her involvement as an advocate for criminal justice reform and the investigative work of co-producer Lori Rothschild and Saldi. Both will co-produce and ho- co-host the show. OMG, I'm, I don't. <laughs> Spotify is really getting like big names. I mean, you know, Joe. I mean. This podcast is on Spotify, um, but, <laughs> but but it is not owned and operated by right, right. But Spotify is getting some like some big names. I mean, Joe Rogan, you know, has been on the podcasting space for for years, and yeah. you know, and you know, and all his content is um, all his content is being moved over to um, to Spotify. But why? But uh, but. Yeah, but Spotify has grabbed. You know, from what I saw, they're grabbing really big names, and they're they're getting them. Um, it was just kind of interesting about that, you know. So hopefully, it, it's not the first time that we've seen companies try this uh, closed 
closed ecosystem approach to podcasting. You've got Luminary, which mm -hmm. is probably one of the early attempts. They never have succeeded at it, uh, but they're still trying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, you know, there, there's, there's been others. They're probably the before Spotify. They're probably the most obvious. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the the one that Chris Hardwick founded, whose name I can't think of now, uh, has tried to do the same thing. Rob Paulson, Rob Paulson's uh, Talking Tunes uh, moved behind their paywall and stuff like that. But you know, the, it's not exactly a podcast. As soon as it's not available everywhere via RSS, because that's what a podcast is. Um, yep. So you know, they're a they're a different distribution platform that also has podcasts, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is important, but uh, they're, they're desperately trying to get people to know and care that they have podcasts because everybody thinks of Spotify as music. Right. They're desperately trying to get people to, to try their platform and by moving big name people over there, um, they're hoping that'll help. Uh, Microsoft did the exact same thing with Mixer. You know, they paid... Uh, they paid Ninja to move from Twitch to Mixer, and uh, it helped some, but not as much as they would have liked. And my guess is the end result will be the same for for uh, Spotify. They'll spend a lot of money. They'll get some traction on it, but not a lot. Mm. I, no, like I said, I mean, I was uh, to get, you know, Joe Rogan's it was a big deal, and I think um bill simmons he had the ringer podcast and um and he turned he had that he had a net he had a from what i understood it wasn't he had a network and then went to hbo had a deal then hbo no longer has to deal with him so i don't know what was going to happen with him um because i haven't heard his podcast well i follow it occasionally but um but i guess maybe they're trying to get a um um you know, I guess they're trying to get uh, Spotify's trying to be a player in against the you know against the other like iHeartRadio has like you know iHeartRadio has um, a lot of big names, but you know, but Spotify's got the money. Yep. So and, and they're they're uh, using it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we'll see what happens uh, going. Hopefully, another. Hey, Spotify, if you're listening, Scott and I more than happy to take you know our our shows on your network. <laughs> Hundred million dollars or more. <laughs> I'm in. Let's go. There you go. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, in the do you need help with your tech this week? Um, over on, and I'm gonna get my screen to. There we go. Okay. Um, over on AndroidSoundtrack.com, the best 5G plan in 2020. There's the best overall T-Mobile Magenta. There's the best value, 10 gig high speed, best international, um, Google Fi flexible, best on AT&T. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, AT&T, Element Extra, best hotspot, Sprint, Element Plus. We'll see what happens with the merger after merger, <laughs> and um, best uh, and best speed um, rise and play more unlimited. 
Um, over on makeuseof.com, um, how to transfer contacts from Android to iPhone. I'm going to walk you through step-by-step um, -step on how to do that. Um, over on also on androidcenter.com, best Android games of 2020. Uh, they have their list here, and I'm not going to go over each one. And finally, this week, and this is what I mentioned about uh, Scott's dog. Um, this is over on cnet.com. Um, research, researchers from the University of Bath Center for the Analysis of Motion, Entertainment Research, and Applications create a computer software model that can digitize dogs by using only one kind of camera without the need for a fancy motion capture suit. The research team... The research team digitized the movements of 14 different breeds of dogs, include the capture the capture of the initial data for research. The team members out, out there dogs, including breeds like lurchers, pugs, and pugs with special motion capture suits, then film the pups performing movements such as walking, trotting, and jumping. I'm gonna play a little bit of the video. It's about, for those who are watching on the um, video, um, video stream, and I'm muting the audio because I don't want to get uh, taken down. So this looks pretty cool. Whoop. Let me see if I can. Uh... So what do you think? Your dog has a video game character. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been one of the one of the problems because dogs don't like to wear clothes, and so mocap suits have been a challenge. Boy, that looks like. Um... That looks like um, the thing that Avram and I were just talking about. Mm. Um, somebody built a new AI-backed Connect, uh, essentially, mm. um, and seeing the seeing the digital skeletons there uh, reminds me very much of my work on the Connect. Mm. Uh, and so, obviously, the the Connect was very human-based. It was expecting you to be you know, two-legged, but this AI one was able to do it without the need for all the infrared mm -hmm. that the Connect requires. Mm -hmm. I bet this is similar to and possibly even built on uh, that other platform because the platform's open source. I wouldn't be surprised if they, they took the research from that, that platform that Avram and I talked about a couple of weeks ago uh, and four-legged it. It's impressive. <laughs> there was, oh, there was definitely a, on the CNN one, there was a big glitch where the, the head shot off. <laughs> but yeah, if you can get a good, if you can get a good skeletal scan like that, you can do a lot of, a lot of interesting uh, replication mm. from it without the need for, for all the mocap, which is, Great. Humans will deal with a mocap suit. Mm -hmm. uh, but dogs don't like to, which is why dogs in video games and movies when they're animated are less uh, natural motion because they're mm -hmm. not mocap. And when I saw this, and it reminded me um, of, um, in a sense, a um, little bit of Wonder Painter, which was um, C uh, TPN's top pick. And that would be kind of cool to see, like, have them in, like, kind of like incorporate that into the, into into his app, 
That would be, cool. be really cool. Yeah. Right. I, when I saw that, I was like, I was like, kind of like thinking, wow, that looks like, you know, not the same thing, but it was just pretty cool to, um, to see that. So hopefully, uh, you know, being, you know, have your dog as a, um, you know, sewer. <laughs> we're we're going to end up, end up with an Andy circus dog here. Right. If we're not careful. Right. <laughs> All right. For those who don't know, Andy Circus is the uh, best mocap artist in the industry. Uh, he's responsible for most of the major motion captured characters. Um, Gollum being the is probably the most famous. Mm. He did all the motion capture for Gollum. Mm. He's massively talented. <laughs> cool. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Awesome. All right. That is the tech news for this week for Friday, June 19th, 2020. Again, it's a little bit of a late tech news um, this week. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. Also, be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com forward slash live for the Geek News Central podcast. And then be sure to watch and tune in to live stream on the GNC Week in Review Facebook Facebook Live page or on YouTube's page um, Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern. So please be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. We definitely do appreciate it. If you have comments on this week's episode, I'd love to hear them. Head on over to gncweekly.com forward slash connect um, via email, Twitter, or Facebook. I am on Twitter. I am at Kirk Corliss. Scott is on Triple T M A O M A B O. Till the next episode of GNC Week in Review. So long. Ciao. All righty. <laughs>